0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Here's our brand new producer from now on, Josh. Other Josh. Have we said your last name, Josh? We don't do that. No, okay. Sometimes we say Jerry's. Jerry quit. She really did. (laughs) But she did it like that kind of like... Quiet silent way for her she just she's stopped like that showing up. yeah <laughs> Jerry um,
0: didn't quit everyone. we don't think: We're not it's not entirely certain. Chuck. Until I see her sitting in that chair, then I'm assuming she's quit.
1: What if Chuck she sent us a video of herself saying, "I quit, I'm so sick of you guys. I'm done with this forever. Would you believe it then?
0: But the lips didn't quite match up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then it would be a deep fake. It would be a deep fake.
1: I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was, but they were, maybe Ryan Lizza or somebody, was complaining. I said, "Why do we call these things deep fakes?" And somebody schooled them on it. It was kind
0: of nice to watch. Who does, Who said this? Ryan Lizza, I
1: think. I don't know. Who that He's is. like a CNN correspondent, oh, gotcha.
0: journalist. Uh, so, first of all, we want to issue a COA here mm-hmm. uh, that maybe you kids shouldn't listen to this one.
1: We're we're talking about some really everyday dark har- harmful stuff.
0: Yeah, really despicable gross stuff. The only thing I can think of that would be worse than covering this would be to do one on like snuff films. I, I kept thinking of that while I was reading this.
1: I don't know, man. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> pit ...types of despicable media against one another, (laughs) but um, I think revenge porn might have a leg up on this.
0: Well, which this sort of is as well.
1: Right? It's definitely a close cousin of it at least.
0: Yeah, but this one isn't for kids, uh, and I was shocked and dismayed because I didn't know about this. And when I saw it's a podcast on faked videos, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, how fun, because I love those (laughs) videos of David Beckham kicking soccer balls into cans from 100 yards out on the beach... That's for real. Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just coincidence that he's holding that Pepsi can up. <laughs> I
1: saw it with my own eyes.
0: <laughs> I thought that's what this is about. I was like, well, those are fun. It is kind of. But then I wanted to take a bath after this. I can I can understand. Ugh.
1: So we should probably start out after the C O A by saying what a deep fake is. A deep fake, D E E P F A K E, all one word, is a type of video. Where somebody is saying or doing something that they never actually said or did. Which you say, okay, this is nothing new. This has been around for a while. Like, people have doctored photos and videos and stuff like that for basically as long as there's been videos. Or CGI. Sure. This is different. This is the in the same ballpark, but this is an entirely different league. Like, this league plays on Saturday and Sunday afternoons, not... Tuesday night. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is something totally—just let it simmer for a little while, and you'll be like, wow, it's a really good analogy. Uh, this is just—it's different. It's, it has a lot of the same in principle, but because they are so realistic, and they're getting more and more realistic by the day, they they actually, in a lot of people's minds, pose a threat, not just to individual people, as we'll yeah. see— Possibly to society at large, say a lot of people who are really worried about this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and we're not talking about. Uh, I'm assuming the fake lip reading thing. That's deep fake, right? Or is that just no manipulation of video whatsoever, and that's just people using their voice?
1: So what that is is the the yeah, it's just somebody pretending like they're just fake lip reading and then doing a voiceover. So they're not they're not, and, not they're not manipulating ma- the video at all. No. Okay. No, they're just doing a really bad job of lip reading.
0: Uh which those is, are hysterical. They are hilarious.
1: <laughs> okay, those I would put those up with the um the GI Joe PSAs. Yeah. Like pork chop sandwiches. Like those are just all-time classic. Can watch them anytime and still laugh.
0: Have you ever seen the GI Joes uh, action figures on like the Dead Roadkills? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's sad because it's a dead animal, but sure. there'll be like you know a dead squirrel in the road, and someone will pose like a GI Joe action figure with his like foot on his head, <laughs> like, holding a, up his like it's a
1: trophy. Yeah, game. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I can see that.
0: <laughs> it's let's put it this way: it's as funny as you can make a picture of a dead animal, right? That I assume got hit by a car.
1: Yeah, hope. But I mean, maybe they are like killing squirrels just to.
0: After reading this, I don't doubt anything, and it makes me hate the internet even more.
1: All right, so let's let's get into this a little bit. Okay, Chuck, calm down. We're not allowed to have personal positions on these things. <laughs> oh, That's right. So this is totally a neutral thing. Okay. So um, there's this really interesting Gizmodo article that that talked about the history of kind of. Um, not necessarily deepfakes, but altering videos, like presenting a doctored video as as reality. Yeah. And apparently there was a long tradition of it at the beginning of cinema where people got their news from newsreels. Like you actually go to a movie theater to see the news because you were just a a early 20th century yokel living in Kansas or something like that.
0: Yeah. And after reading this bit, I thought that was a very Gizmodo way to Say here's one not so interesting fact that really has not much to do with this. Oh, I love it. Really?
1: I personally selected it and put it in here. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. I think it's great.
0: Uh yeah, they used to fake uh real life events and recreate them. Don't try to backpedal. And that has nothing to do with deep fakes.
1: It does because one of the big problems or threats from deep fakes is uh-huh. it's a, a way of seeing what you think is news but it's not. It's a, it's a sham, it's recreated.
0: Yeah, the difference I see is they were recreating real news events and just like here, you didn't see it, so this is what it may have looked like.
1: But they were passing it off as real. (laughs) Therein lies the tragedy of all time.
0: I thought it was a very thin gizmodo-y. Ah, whatever. We'll edit this part out. (laughs) Webster's defines deepfakes.
1: I like it. I put it in there specifically because I thought it was good. That's all right. Okay, so we'll take another tech. (laughs) Okay. Why don't we just talk about deepfakes? So Chuck, <laughs> let's talk about deep fakes. <laughs> we can just cut there. So deep fakes actually are super new. Yeah. They and the reason they're called deep fakes is because in late 2017, I think November, this guy who is a Redditor, a, a guy who posts on Reddit. That's your first sign, warning sign. Not necessarily, Reddit's pretty sharp and smart and got some good ideas going on. Oh yeah. As as of all the social media platforms I throw my two cents in with Reddit. All right. But there was a Redditor called Deepfake, D-E-E-P-F-A-K-E, all one word. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, world, look at what I figured out how to do. And he started posting pornography, but with celebrities' faces transposed on it. Mm. And he said, this is just my hobby, but here's how I did it. And he said that he used, I'm assuming it's a him. <laughs> I uh, don't know if it's yeah. a, a man or a woman. I'm going to go with a man. Okay. Um and he said, I just used Keras and TensorFlow, and these are a couple of um, basically open-source AI programs that this, this guy was smart enough to figure out how to use to train to create um, these videos where you take a celebrity's face and put it on a, a clip from a porn movie, and it looks like the celebrity is doing what you're seeing. Right. And at first, it was kind of hokey and not very—it was very obviously not real.
0: Yeah, I think the the scary part was how quickly and easily it could be done. Mm. Uh, Motherboard, who we, we used to write for every now and then.
1: Remember that? I tried to forget. <laughs> they tried
0: to forget for sure. Yeah, Vice hit us up, what, like, I feel like seven or eight years ago?
1: I'm trying to forget, and you're making it really
0: <laughs> hard. Right so said, you guys want to write some blogs for Motherboard? He said, sure. So we did. We did. We wrote 10 yeah, you can probably go find those in the Internet if you want to learn how to oh, they, drive a stick shift or the, something. The
1: fine people at Motherboard <laughs> scrub those from the Internet forever. Let's
0: hope so. So uh, this deepfake character figures this out. Another guy released a downloadable desktop software mm-hmm. that said, here, you can do this awful thing, too. Right.
1: Within like two months of, of deepfake coming out and saying, look what I did and here's how I did it. Somebody said, that's a really good idea. I'm going to turn it into an app and make it – give it to everybody.
0: That's right, and now uh, people can, you know, at this time, this was a very short time ago, people, and it's really come a long way in the past, whatever, not even two years. Right. Because this is late 2017, right?
1: Late 2017, early 2018, when it really first popped up.
0: Yeah, so this thing was downloaded 100,000 times in the first month alone, and uh, some people used it for fun stuff, like uh, (laughs) putting Nick Cage in movies he wasn't in. Yeah, those are called derp fakes. Yeah, (laughs) they've all got... Fun names, don't they? It, it,
1: dude, <laughs> y- Nicolas Cage's Yoda is patently, objectively hilarious.
0: I didn't like that one. I thought the, I don't know, the Rages of the All star thing was interesting, I guess, but mm-hmm. none of them made me laugh. Like, okay. maybe I just don't have that kind of sense of humor. You're, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't ever was like, oh my God, that's hysterical. It's Nick Cage's face. I
1: understand. I understand where you come from. I don't think I was like, You know, in stitches or anything like that, but it's pretty great. Okay. Okay.
0: It's just not my thing.
1: You're not a Gizmodo reader, are you?
0: No, none of this is my thing, but that doesn't mean we can't report on it. Uh, However, since it started happening, it became pretty uh, clear pretty quickly Mm. that this could be a bad thing in the future and not just for putting your ex-girlfriend's face on a sex video. Right. you know, saying look what she did. It could you could put a world leader up there and uh really cause a lot of problems.
1: Yes, hypothetically you could. And that's that's really as we'll see, this this new technology, this deepfake technology, it poses at least two risks, two immediately obvious risks. And they're hyper-individualized and hyper macro social risks. Right. But they both stem from the same, they, from the same root or se- same seed to keep the metaphor going and on track. That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about the technology behind this because this stuff is just totally fascinating. Oh, yeah. surely, surely you agree.
0: Uh, it is AI. Uh, it was created by a guy named Ian Goodfellow. Mm.
1: Just this particular type of AI. He didn't make the deepfake stuff.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. But uh, basically what this model, you know, everyone knows AI is basically when... Uh, You teach a machine to start teaching itself. Yeah, yeah. It starts learning on its own, uh, which is a little creepy. Um, But the model that they're using these days is called artificial neural net, which is uh, machine learning. And basically what they've done in this case is all you have to do is show something, a lot of data for it to start to be able to recognize that data when you aren't showing it that data.
1: Yeah, and it learns on its own what makes the, the classic example is um, an AI that can pick out pictures of cats. Right. And it's it, easy enough. But you don't tell the AI, here's what a cat is, find pictures of cats in this data set. Yeah. It's here's a bunch of stuff and figure out what a cat is, and they get really good at picking it out. You can also turn it the opposite way once you have an AI trained on identifying cats and get it to produce pictures of cats. Right. But they're usually terrible. And Often very very bizarre. Like yeah. it, anyone would look at it and be like, a human didn't make this. It's just off in some really obvious ways. Yeah. And what Ian Goodfellow figured out was a way around that problem.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure I agree with his wording here, um, but we'll we'll say what he calls it. Uh, he set up two teams, and one is a generator and one is a discriminator, mm-hmm. and he calls it generative uh, ad- adversarial network. So. Right. Basically, his contention is that these two are adversarial. Mm -hmm. I saw it more as like a managerial in nature. Okay.
1: (laughs) Very bureaucratic of you.
0: Yeah. I mean, isn't that what it felt like to you? The the, uh,
1: discriminator is like, "Mm, yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday.
0: (laughs) That's what it kind of felt like. So you've got these two networks, and they're both trained on the same data set. Right. But the generator is the one that's producing these fake cats. Right. And then there's uh, a discriminator, or what I like to call a manager, <laughs> right. saying, "These look good. These don't look so good."
1: Right. The other way, the way that Goodfellow has proposed it, is that the discriminator is going through and looking at these generated pictures and trying to figure out if it's real or if it's from the data, or if it's fake, sure. if the generator created it, or if the uh, or if it comes from the data set, and. Based on the feedback that the manager gives the uh, right. generator, um, the generator is going to adjust its parameters so that it gets better and better at putting out more realistic pictures of cats.
0: Yeah, I don't get the adversarial part unless it gets mean in how it delivers that message. The way the reason they call it adversarial <laughs> you a spanking? is I saw it
1: put like um, it's like a, an art forger okay. and a, a detective, okay. and the art forger is putting out. Or an appraiser is a better way to put it. Okay. The art forger is putting out forged art, uh-huh. and the appraiser is like, this is fake, this is fake, this right. is fake. Well, I'm not sure about this one. Mm, I don't know if this one's fake. This is real, this is real, this is real. And then at that point, the generator has become adept at fooling an AI that's trained to identify pictures of cats, creating pictures of cats that don't exist. Right. Okay. It's adversarial. They're okay. Trying, the generator is trying to fool the discriminator. Okay. And the discriminator is trying to thwart the generator. That's the adversarial part.
0: But in the end, they're really on the same team. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's where it loses me.
1: You have a really positive image of corporate America. (laughs) What does
0: that have to do with anything?
1: The manager's on the same team (laughs) as everybody. Come on, get on board. Get on the trolley, Josh.
0: So if you want to look up Mona Lisa talking, (laughs) uh, there was a video this year from Samsung that showed how you could do this. And... Uh all the stuff is on YouTube if you want to see Nick Cage as Indiana Jones which is pretty funny or Yoda which is hilarious. Uh or if you want to see Mona Lisa talking it looks it looks fairly realistic. Mm-hmm. Like hey they brought that painting to life.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. And if you scroll down a little bit they did one with Marilyn Monroe too. Oh,
0: they brought her to life? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, this is like just set up for for TV commercials. Yes. They've already done stuff like this. Right. This is... Like Fred Astaire dancing with a dirt devil or whatever that was. What this could bring is
1: creating entirely new movies and bringing back dead actors and actresses, or I guess just actors now these days, right?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, you've seen some of the... Are you talking about the de-aging people or just creating, like, bringing back someone... That's been long dead. and...
1: No, no, I'm saying like you call actors and actresses just actors these days. Oh, that part. Yeah.
0: Uh, You can do whatever you want.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Motion picture performers, (laughs) maybe even television performers, but bringing them back and giving them like they could star in an entirely new movie. Sure. Because it's so realistic in life.
0: Yeah. Um, They're not at that point yet. No. Because they're just now getting to where the de aging looks decent, depending on who it is. Mm hmm uh like the sam jackson stuff in captain uh marvel uh my friend it looked pretty good it looked amazing yeah and this will smith stuff in this new Ang Lee movie looks really good what's that one he's a Ang Lee movie where he plays a uh some sort of assassin that uh aladdin <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> have you seen that no it was good no i have no interest oh that's good um to to go back and kill the younger version of himself, or the younger one's trying to kill the older one is what it is, man. Sounds
1: a lot like Looper.
0: Uh, sort of, but it, it looks pretty good. Like, it looks like young Will Smith. Huh. Slightly uncanny. Yeah. But not as bad as, I think some people are easier than others. Like, the Michael Douglas stuff in Ant-Man and the Marvel stuff is kind of creepy looking. I haven't seen that.
1: I mean, I've seen parts of it, but I didn't notice, notice that th-
0: they were de-aging Michael Douglas. They took Michael Douglas back in scenes to, like, the 70s and stuff. Oh, really? Stuff, and it's just like, <laughs> doesn't it look great? Huh. But anyway, that's sort of off track. Um, a little. But not really. I mean, it's kind of similar type of stuff, I guess.
1: No more than that Gizmodo article to start.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, but the whole reason we should point out that people are doing this stuff with... Uh, Celebrities and stuff like that. It's just because there's more data out there. It's a right. lot easier when you have a gazillion pictures of Brad Pitt on the internet mm-hmm. to do a fake of yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah, because
1: the the data set that the AI is trained on is just more and more robust. And the the more pictures there are, the more angles the AI has seen Brad Pitt. You know, look around at, and so it can recreate this yeah. these faces because the AI has seen like every possible pose or expression or whatever Brad Pitt's ever made. We've seen all of them. But the thing is that Mona Lisa and Marilyn Monroe thing that Samsung showed, they showed that you could make a pretty convincing yeah. deep fake with just one picture. Right. One pose. Yeah. Right? So that's a big deal. But again, the, the bigger the data set, the better. Yeah. And that's why, like you said, celebrities and, and um, world leaders were the earliest targets. But over time, with the advent of other software and the fact that people now post tons of stuff about themselves and pictures of themselves on social media, yeah. um, it's become easier and easier to make a deep fake video of anybody. Yeah, There's like whole there's software that scrapes uh, social media accounts for every picture and video
0: that's been posted. Yeah, public accounts.
1: Right. Um, Big yeah. distinction. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, and then there's, um, other, other sites and other apps that say, oh, uh, this, this picture of this person you're targeting, your, your classmate or whatever, they probably have a pretty good match with this porn star. So go find videos of this porn star. And then the next thing you know, you run it through that app, that deep fake app came out with, and you've got yourself a deep fake video and you've officially become a bad person.
0: (laughs) Uh, all right. That's a good place to take a break. And uh, we'll talk more about these bad people right after this. All right. So you mentioned before the break, this person's face that I just stole off the internet fits this porn actor's body.
1: Which is a, it's a consideration if you're making that because to, to look right, that has to, they have to bear a passing resemblance, I think.
0: That's right. Okay. That's what I was just about to say. So yeah. So what they're doing now is they're browsing these applications with facial recognition software uh, to make this a lot easier. And that's what most of this is about is like. Let's just see how easy we can make this mm-hmm. and how how much we can democratize this where any Schmo can take any single photo and do the worst things possible with it.
1: But also how convincing they've become as well.
0: Yeah. I mean so That's of another big change. It's looking better and better quicker and quicker, which is pretty scary. Right. Did you see the Obama one? Yeah, oh yeah. That had one didn't not look been very for, good.
1: <laughs> had it not been for Jordan Peele's voice, obviously being not Obama. I would have been like, wow, this is really convincing.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't think the lips matched up at all.
1: Oh, I thought it looked pretty close.
0: Yeah. So what we're talking about is Jordan Peele <laughs> did a, a basically a demonstration video to raise awareness about how awful this is mm-hmm. by doing it himself and did a uh, video of Obama, like, you know, referring to Trump as a curse word. A dipstick. And basically saying like, uh, hey, this is Obama and what, you know. People are doing, he basically is describing what's happening right? as you're watching it. Right. And I he's, thought it looked kind of fake. He's but.
1: describing a deep fake through a deep fake. Yes. In Jordan Peele, and he did it in conjunction with BuzzFeed and another production company, but in their defense, they were making this in like early 2018, like April of 2018. And since then, even more technologies sure. come out that is dedicated to matching the movement of the mouth yeah. to whatever words you want the person to say.
0: Yeah. And you can also like use only parts of it. So it's even more convincing. Right. So like if Obama had a lead in that actually worked, you could just keep that in there and then take out certain words and you you can manipulate it however you want to.
1: Right. And the A.I. can go through and find like phonemes and stuff like that to make the new words that the person never said. It's. It's becoming extremely easy. Let's just put it like this. It's becoming extremely easy and it's um, widely available for anybody to make a video of somebody doing something or saying something that they never did or never said and to make it convincing enough that you may believe it at first.
0: Yeah, which like we said, you know, the obvious scariest implications that aren't just of the personal variety mm-hmm. are in politics yeah. when you could create real fake news. Uh, That actually put people in jeopardy or put the entire world in jeopardy by like announcing a nuclear strike or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Marco Rubio in I can't remember when it was, but um, within the last year or two basically said that deep fakes are the modern equivalent of a nuclear bomb. That you could threaten America. He's prone to hyperbole, though. To that degree <laughs> with the deep fake. I think that is a little hyperbolic for sure. And we're not the only ones.
0: Yeah, there are other people that say, uh, people that know what they're talking about, not just, you know, schlubs like us, but other people that say, like, hey, listen, this is probably not like a nuclear bomb going off. Um, we should keep our eye on it, but there are other bigger fish to fry when it comes to stuff like this.
1: For sure. And then there are other people who are saying, well, here, there are. That's not to discount, like, the real problem it can pose, right? Sure. Like, we're already in a, a very polarized position in this country. Um, so the idea of having realistic, um indistinguishable from reality videos yeah. of, like, world leaders or senators or whoever saying whatever yeah, uh, is not going to help things at all. No. It's not going to bring everyone together, like, look at this hilarious deepfake. It's going to be like, see, look— Um, And it's just going to erode that trust that that is necessary for a democracy to thrive. Um, And to to take into its logical conclusion, this one um, researcher put it like this, like, eventually we're going to lose uh, our ability to agree on what is shared objective reality. Right. And at that point, what we would face is what's called the the death of. Truth, yeah, like there is no such thing anymore. And in one, on one hand, that's horrible. It's a horrible idea—the idea that nothing's real because the, there's such a thing as deep fakes, and anybody could could make something like this. Yeah. But on the other hand, you can kind of say you're getting engaged as Yoda, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> on the other hand, though, you can say the fact that people know that deep fakes are out there means that. It's going to be easier and easier to be like, that's obviously not real. Right. It's just too unbelievable. Yeah. So it may actually make us more discriminating and more discerning of the news than we are today.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that salvaged my brain from this trek. Yeah. Of talking about this today was like, well, we'll go tell our listeners at least, be on the lookout, be wary, mm-hmm. take everything with a grain of salt. Right. Because we're already in a place where, like, you don't even need some deep fake video. Like, it's happened all over the place. You can see uh, something that's photoshopped or a real photo that someone just writes a false story about.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, You can just come up with a false narrative from a picture or whatever. Yeah, there's a guy
0: on the street, and he's laying there bleeding. And you can just say, uh, this person was attacked yesterday by a group of angry uh, Trumpers or an an, uh, Antifa on the other side, mm-hmm. and it'll get passed around twenty million times, yeah. and then the retraction gets seen by eight hundred people. Exactly. That's where we're at. that's not a deep fake. No, that's just a, that's low hanging fruit. That's a low five fake.
1: Imagine inserting into that, and this is what we're talking about into that climate, <laughs> like video where you're looking at the person see in seeing with your own eyes what they're
0: saying. And a lot of people who aren't like I thought the Obama video looked pretty fake. You thought it looked pretty real. Mm. Every One's eye is different and ear is different. Like right. a lot of people will believe anything they see like this.
1: Right. And we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, like how to discern deep fakes in a second. But we're getting to the point, people seem to be in wide agreement, that very soon it will be uh, up to digital forensic scientists to determine yeah. whether a video is authentic or not. And that's all that's – because – You or I will not be able to distinguish it from reality.
0: Yeah. And I imagine that every country will have their own team that will be hard at work doing that stuff. And by will, already does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Has since the end of 2017.
0: Yeah. Or at least they're scrambling to catch up. Mm -hmm. Because when the video comes out of, uh, you know, the the leader of North Korea saying, we want to drop bombs on America at two o'clock this afternoon. Right. That's going to send our DARPA team scrambling Mm -hmm. to try and disprove this thing before we push the button. Right. It's like war games. It is, but way, way worse. Yeah.
1: So just to reiterate one more time, the one thing that you and I can do and the one thing that you guys out there listening can do to keep society from eroding is to know that deep fake videos are very real and just about anybody with enough computing power and patience to make one can make one. And the very fact that those things exist should make you question anything you see or hear with your own eyes that seems unbelievable or
0: sensational. Unfortunately, I think the Stuff You Should Know crowd is pretty savvy. Very. So we're sort of preaching to the choir here.
1: Yeah, but maybe they can go preach to to their older (laughs) relatives on Facebook
0: or something. Yeah, exactly. Take this to Thanksgiving dinner and just explain it to folks. Uh, We should talk about porn a little more. Should we take a break first? Sure. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I feel bad now. No. Okay. We'll, we'll wait and talk about porn in about 60 seconds.
1: All right, Chuck, you promised talking about porn
0: yeah this uh in this research it says one of the defenses people make in favor of deep pig porn is that it doesn't actually harm anyone. Is anyone actually saying that
1: Yeah, a lot of people who i shouldn't say a lot I've seen at people least one make, quote from people who make this stuff saying like this is a this is the media drumming up a moral panic like what's the what's the problem here what's the issue it's not like we're It's not like they're going and hacking into like a star's iCloud account, sure. Getting naked pictures of them and then distributing that, and like this is really a, a private naked picture of a celebrity. They're just trying that to was fool stolen.
0: people into thinking they've done that.
1: To them, I think that they would say they're just creating some fantasy thing that's not even real. It doesn't uh, even really
0: exist. Yeah.
1: I'm not defending it. No, I'm just of telling not. you what the other side is
0: saying. Yeah, well, and that's a perfect uh, example of why these are very bad people because. <laughs> It is it is harmful um, to everyone involved, to the person whose face you're using, mm-hmm. to the uh, adult film actor who did a scene. Right, who wants credit. And, well, yeah, I mean, it's, regardless of how you feel about that stuff, someone did something and got paid a wage to do so, and now it's being ripped off. And uh, there are real people's faces involved and real bodies involved and real lives. It's, you know, it's not a moral panic, but... You know, it's not like we need to march this to the top of Capitol Hill right now.
1: Well, that's funny because Congress held hearings on it this year.
0: Well, yeah, but I have a feeling it's a little bit more about the political ramifications than mm. putting your ex girlfriend's face on a porn body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Although they could do, you know, they could put uh, your your governor's face on a porn body, right? And get them removed from office. Yeah, you know, this video was just dug up. Yeah, look at look at this. Uh, look at your governor.
1: Yeah, or, yeah. Look what he's doing. For sure, but even take that down to the uh the more the less political level, like you were saying, you could ruin somebody's marriage if it was shaky or on the rocks before. Sure. Hey, here's a sex tape of your husband or your wife, you know. Black though, yes, blackmail's another one too. Um There's a lot of ramifications of this, and it seems like the more you dig into it, the more it becomes clear that really the big threat from this is to the individual whose face is used on the deepfake porn.
0: Right. They could do a video of us holding hands, walking down the street. (laughs) Right. Uh,
1: Or they could just use that video of us doing that, (laughs) the one that
0: exists in reality. I'm glad you picked up that one. (laughs) Um, There was just, uh, geez, just a couple of weeks ago because— I saw this on when I googled this under news. Uh-huh. So it was very recently there was an app uh, that we won't name that undressed. Basically, what you could do is just take a picture of any woman, plug it into this app, yeah, and it would uh, sh- show her um, what she would look like nude—not New- her body—but it would just do it so fast and so realistically mm-hmm. that you could uh, nude up some woman right. with the touch of a button.
1: Yeah, and like it would—it would replace her clothes w- in the picture with. Nude, lady. Parts. Nude clothes, right? So with, <laughs> with a birthday suit, right? Birthday suit, right? That's what I was looking for. And it's
0: just as awful as you think. Uh And the creator actually even shut it down within
1: like three or four
0: days. Yeah, but like, what was this guy thinking? Like, yeah, this is a great idea. I'm like, oh, people have a problem with this. Well, I'll I'll shut it down. Right? Like, really? In his defense, he's
1: probably like 14.
0: Well. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Uh, even if you plugged in a picture of a man, it would show a woman's nude body. And you know yeah. what that means. Uh, that means that, uh, and the person who created this app says, well, I just did that because there are way more pictures of naked women on the internet. And mm-hmm. I was going to do a man's version.
1: But I had to go to baseball practice and never got a chance to.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And of course, that person is anonymous, right? We don't as know far as I know,
1: right. yeah. Which th- means that they really must be 14 because they weren't unmasked. On the internet, despite the outrage against this app. I oh, you're probably right. I wonder.
0: It's just pharma bro, that guy. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> just blame everything on him. He's still
1: in jail. Is he really? Yeah. Good. So that's a a good um, segue into what you can do if this happens to you, right? There's a lot of outrage. Call against, your congressman. <laughs> against, there's a lot of outrage against this kind of thing on the internet. So if this if you are targeted and you end up in a deep uh, fake porn uh clip or video or whatever sure um you could drum up some moral outrage on the internet or go to the site that is being hosted on directly and say hey i know this is messed up you know this is messed up please take this down i didn't consent to this this is an invasion of my privacy
0: Get rid of this video. And porn websites are good about that, actually. Yep, dip- they don't want that stuff on there. No,
1: and it's not just porn websites. Like um, Pornhub, Reddit, Giphy, um, some other sites have, have banned all kind of deep fake videos. And apparently, Giphy—I think it's Giphy, G Y F Y—I have no idea. I don't either. I'd never heard of it until I started researching this. But this site actually created an AI that's trained to spot deep fake videos. And remove them from the site, which is a big tool that they need to be sharing with everybody else. Right. But if you can contact the site and say, hey, man, take this down. This is me. They will probably take it down just because of the, the everybody knows this is really messed up.
0: Yeah, they got enough. They have plenty of videos to work for from that are real. Right. They don't need this stuff.
1: But there's no laws that say they have to take it down, are there?
0: Well, not yet. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy, Henry Farid. he studies digital forensics at Dartmouth, uh, and they are hard at work. Like, again, this just started, you know, very recently. So all of this stuff, they're just like scrambling to get ahead of. Right. As far as, uh, sniffing this stuff out. Well, the whole world was caught off guard by this. Oh yeah. Like this
1: guy just went, Hey, look what I can do.
0: Everyone I'm going to change the world here. <laughs> Nick Cage this is so funny. Oh wait. Right. <laughs> What is Nick
1: Cage doing as Yoda? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: So professionals, there are some pretty uh, easy to spot things if you're a pro, unless it's just really bad. Um, Your average layman can spot those. But if you're a pro, you're going to look for, like, bad compression, um, stuff that, like, you know, lighting that looks off. Yeah. Um,
1: Not blinking is a big one.
0: Yeah, like Michael Caine. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Don't blink. That's right. Maybe he's just a big uh deepfake. Right. The, his whole career. Man, that'd be something. <laughs> um, sound is a big thing. Like, wait, a- wait,
1: hold on, hold on. I want to say why blinking is not a thing. Oh, sure. Because it's fascinating to me. Probably wasn't to you because you didn't like that <laughs> gizmodo article. <laughs> but um the reason why not blinking is a thing in deepfakes is because deep fake AI that is trained on data sets probably are being shown photos of somebody not blinking. Right. So they don't learn that people blink so they don't the AI doesn't know to add blinking when it renders the the new face on this video.
0: But all they can do is just say all right, well now then we'll program it to blink. Right, that's the big problem, Chuck. It's like everything they can spot in fact when they list out all the things like look for blockiness, compression, fixed pattern noise. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some deep faker that's like check, check, check. Thanks for the list of stuff right. we need to work on.
1: And there, there, it's still maybe like you were saying at a point where possibly you or I could look at a shoddy video and be like, Yeah, I see this, this, and this is a little wrong. Like there is a little bit of compression um, relic or remnants or whatever. Like they're not blinking the shadows off a little bit. Yeah. But there's also plenty of videos where you do need to be like a digital forensic right. scientist to to find them or an AI to find it.
0: Yeah, you can also use your ear holes because, uh, s- you know, look at the room that the person is in and would it sound like that in a room like that. Yeah, that's a that's good one. one. of the things audio specialists look at is like, uh, you know, if, if you have Obama in a concert hall speaking and it sounds like he's right. in someone's closet.
1: Or us, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a can like our earliest episodes.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's pretty, you know, pretty strong indicator.
1: It is. So there are things you can do um, when uh, BuzzFeed... Tweeted that Jordan Peele Obama deepfake. They included a list of things to to do to spot a deepfake. Um, I wonder how many times we said deepfake in this episode. I don't know. Don't jump to conclusions. Okay. Consider the source. It's a big one. That's what's going to guide us through here. People are like this is Jordan Peele. I can trust that. No, but I mean, like, if you go onto a site, sure. I, I can spot like a fake news site a mile away. Oh yeah. Like you you can just tell it's just there's it's off it's uncanny. It's our sense of uncanny that's going to guide us through this.
0: Yeah, the it's uh you can always tell because the screen is black and the text is fluorescent green in
1: Comic Sans.
0: <laughs> um
1: and then uh another one is check where this thing is and isn't. Yeah. This is kind of like the opposite tip we always give people where if you see the same thing in basically the same wording throughout the internet, you should question that. If you right. see a deep fake video in only a couple of places and it's news news, right. but you don't see it on like ABC <laughs> or CNN or Fox News or wherever, yeah. if you don't see it on like a reputable news site, yeah. you should probably question
0: it. Yeah, Donald Trump threatens nuclear war. We uh have the video from Slappy dot com. It's probably a good indicator.
1: Slappy dot com. I'm sure the good people at Slappy are like, hey, we make oh, we make hamburger buttons. Why should, are you picking yeah, on us?
0: No, I should probably check and see what that is. Everyone else is right now. Uh, what else? Look closely at their mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then here's a kind of a no brainer. It's like slow it down. Slow the video down. Slow your roll. And like really look at it closely. Yeah. If you see like, because that's where you're going to see like strange lighting changes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all legal.
1: It is. So we For were kind of we were kind of talking about that that like the best way to get a video taken down is to contact the website. Um, just be like, bro, come on, this is awful. Yeah. Um, there are no laws that protect you directly, but a lot of people are saying, well, we've got revenge porn laws that are starting to right. pop up around the country. It's a very yeah. short, short trip to from revenge porn to deep fake porn. Yeah, it's virtually the same thing. It's involuntary. Pornography. Yeah, Um, it's even more involuntary because with revenge porn, the person even posed for the picture or whatever initially for whatever context or reason. Sending that out with no intention to get it out. Okay. With deepfake porn, this person never even posed or engaged in this act or anything like that. Yeah. So it's even even. In a way, maybe even worse than revenge porn, which is feels like bitter acid in my mouth to say. <laughs> um, so you can make a case though that these revenge porn statutes that protect people could be extended to this as well, but that's a that's for personal stuff, yeah, for like national stuff or a public figure or something like that, especially when it comes to politics. You could make a really strong case that these deepfake videos, even the most misleading, nefarious deepfake video mm-hmm. you can imagine, would be protected under the First Amendment.
0: Yeah, I could see a satire defense being mounted yeah. in the future. Uh, like, you know, what's the difference between doing a really good deepfake and doing an animated cartoon like South Park, right? which shows people saying and doing things they wouldn't do either. Yeah, uh, It is very slippery and thorny and a very fine line.
1: But even if the person who makes the deepfake says, nope, I, I did not mean this is satire. It was meant to be misleading, and I wanted to see what effects it had. They didn't shout fire in a crowded theater, so they could probably still get away with it under the First Amendment.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see where this is going to go. Yep. Hopefully right down the toilet.
1: Nope. It's
0: just
1: going to get more and more realistic, and we're going to end up inadvertently... Um, falling into the simulation. That's what's gonna happen, Chuck. Prepare right. for it. That's great. okay? Just try to put a smile on your face, regardless. I'm smiling. <laughs> if you want to know more, or am of, I? <laughs> if you want to know more about deep fakes, um, it's so hot right now. Just go on the internet and you can read all sorts of news articles about it. Since I said that, it's time for listener mail.
0: I think the first thing that turned me off was the name mm-hmm. anytime I see something that's like not a real word but they're like squeezed together two words and it's all lowercase or something or, right. oh gosh yeah it's just the worst of the internet I you know what you mean it's terrible alright hey guys just finished the Neanderthal episode and there was mentioned that uh, their language could have have some remnants in our modern languages
1: (laughs) that was a really good demonstration (laughs) thanks
0: I automatically remembered that during how swearing works uh, you guys mentioned that a different part of our brains activate when hearing or using swear words so maybe just maybe that small percentage of our Neanderthalian DNA activates when we stub our toes or hit our shins Mm -hmm. to unleash our primitive and original language that's neat how about that I like this person Uh, anyways love the podcast guys grateful for the knowledge and entertainment and thank you, Jerry, or should we just say thank you, Josh. Right. Josh T for keeping the quality of these podcasts awesome. We're not thanking Jerry anymore. No, nope, just Josh <laughs> T. <laughs> From my overpriced apartment in Redlands, California. That is Falcon. No. That's
1: his last name. Wow. The N is silent though, so it's Falco. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Falcon. We appreciate you. Um that was a great name. Thanks for swooping in with that idea. <laughs> and uh I'm sorry for everybody for that. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us like Falco did, you can tweet to us. We're at SYSK Podcast. I'm at Josh OM Clark. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Where else are we, Chuck?
0: Uh, we're on every deep fake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we might be on Giphy. Who knows?
0: Giphy, Slappy.
1: Uh, you can also send us a good old fashioned email. Spank it on the bottom after you wrap it up, of course, and send it off to stuffpodcast at iheartradio.com.